Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masech Nesiyavamas Perek Tes Mishnah Perek Yud Mishnah Beis and Mishnah Gimel. We were discussing two scenarios. Scenario number one was where a single witness says your husband died. So Bezin says to his lady, "We assume you're going to do your due diligence and we'll let you remarry based off the single witness." However, if this witness turns out to be wrong and the husband's still alive, then she's had a lot of troubles. We learned in the previous Mishnah. The second scenario we ended off the Mishnah was when two witnesses come and say your husband died. Then she's allowed to believe them, doesn't need Bezdin to tell her to believe them, and in the event that these witnesses are wrong, we, she doesn't, she's not, she doesn't have a problem. Again, she can't. She has to leave the, uh, the, first, the second husband, well, not really her husband, but she doesn't have all the problems because she li- listens to witnesses, and we always believe two witnesses. So, Nisus Alpi Bezdin, Tetze. In the event, Bezdin says you can remarry, because one witness comes along, we're believing this one witness, this he- special dispensation, and the husband shows up, the first husband shows up, Tetze, she has to leave both of them. Which is exempt from a chatzisk offering. Normally, if you prefer, if you one does an avera that would give you kares, it was done intentionally. So unintentionally, one has to bring a chatzisk offering, a special sacrifice. However, here because Bez were the ones who gave her the permission, so she's putter exempt from this carbon from the sacrifice. If two witnesses come along and say she, her husband died, and now she gets remarried, and the first husband shows up. Chayavus carbon. She has to bring a carbon because that's just considered regular inadvertent sin. So you bring a carbon for that. Yapakach bezdin. She put her in a carbon. In a way, bezdin is stronger because they exempt her from a carbon. Haru bezdin say, What happens if bezdin come along and say you're allowed to remarry? So, which means that if she remarries and then her husband shows up, she would not have to bring a carbon. But she goes ahead and she messes up and she marries someone she was not allowed to marry. And for instance, she marries a kohen gadol and she's considered a, she's a widow. So she would bring a carbon, because they only give permission to marry lawfully, but not unhalachically. Good. Mishnah Gimel is going to be a number of scenarios where a woman receives incorrect information. What happens? A woman has a husband and her only son, and they go to overseas. They say your husband died, and then your son died. So that means when her husband died, she still had a living son. There's no need for yibam. So she says, okay, fine. We need to say she gets up and remarries based off that. And then it turns out, I'm sorry, we messed up. The opposite happened. First, your son died, and then your husband died, which means when your husband died, you had no living descendants. Thus, you had to do yibam, or chalitza, with your husband's brother. And now you've remarried someone else. She must leave this new husband, and any children she had before she found out, and certainly after she finds out, are considered mamzerim, illegitimate. Another case. They said your child died, then your husband died. But it's Yabam, so she does Yibam with her husband's brother. No, it's actually the opposite. The opposite. The husband died before her child, which means that when her husband died, she was not childless, so she's not allowed to marry her husband's brother. So she must go out with Mamzer. And any child she had before, and certainly after she finds out, is considered a Mamzer. Another case. They say your husband died. And she remarries. They said to her, actually, he's alive, but now he's dead. As in, they, they said to her, your husband died. She goes and remarries. They come and say, actually, when you remarried, your husband was still alive, but it happens to be he is dead now. Tetzi, she must leave her new husband with a lot of reason mamzer. Any child she had before, her husband died as a mamzer, but afterwards, she's not a mamzer because she you know, wasn't married at that point. Okay. They said to her, your husband died. And rather than getting fully married, she only gets mikadah, she's betrothed. And afterwards, her husband comes back. She can return to him. Why is she allowed to return to him? Because she never completed the marriage. And even though the second husband must give her a get, sorry, and the second husband does not even have to give her a get. 
And although the, the later husband does give her a get, it's not disqualified from being from marrying a Kohen, since this is not a real get, it's a meaningless get. Um, he didn't have to give it to her, so if he does give it to her, it's meaningless and she can still marry a Kohen in the event that this her first husband dies, because she's not considered a Grusha, a divorcee. As Zu Darish how does we know this? says, that a Kohen's only forbidden to marry a woman divorced from her husband. The phrase divorced from her husband implies isha, that if a husband is divorced from a man who's not her legal husband, as in some random guy, in this case, a person who she thought who'd only betrothed her, um, it wasn't a legitimate betrothal gives her a get, so that's not considered a valid get, and thus she's still eligible to marry a Kohen. I wish you all a wonderful day.